Hey everybody, this is Robin, one of the co-owners of Wisconsin Sports Heroics, Gridiron Heroics, starting a new podcast with my friend Brian, my, my bromance partner, Brian. <laughs> yep. So, we are here to talk, this is the Go Dads Go podcast, we are here to talk some Packers football, some NFL football, and Ooh, coming up pretty soon, some NFL draft <laughs> prospects and things like that. So, Brian, why don't you tell us about yourself, your writing? I know you are a film junkie. <laughs> you love looking at prospects. Uh, you've worked on some draft guides in the past. Yep. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Um, so, yeah, I've been just following the draft for like a long time, um, since probably about 2000, 2001. Um, but I didn't start getting into it until a little bit later as far as like watching film and stuff. Um, and then I kind of got out for a little while. But um, basically, um, I've been writing for um, ATB Network a little while, doing like Packers and draft stuff. Um, and then um, also the Cheatside TV draft guide uh, last year and this year is coming up one. Um, and oh, yeah, and then just I've been working on the Ryzen Draft database, updating that. We update that pretty much daily. And. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, so if you're Yay. looking for some good insight coming into the draft, you're going to want to check us out in the days and weeks leading up to it because Brian is a genius when it comes <laughs> to draft guides and knowing exactly what kind of players Brian Gudekinst looks for in the draft. And sorry to say, it's not always the wide receiver that you want. So, wow. Why don't we get started with some talk about the NFL Pro Bowl. Brian, did you watch the Pro Bowl at all? That's, that's an easy no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I didn't either. And from what I saw, like, some of it looked pretty cool. Like, the whole, like, catch contest, kind of like the NFL dunk or the NBA dunk contest, uh-huh. kind of looked like it was exciting. But flag football, I don't know. Is there anything that the NFL can do to improve this product? Because the Pro Bowl is easily the worst all-star right. event of all the major sports. Right. Um, I, I don't know what they can do to improve it. I mean, some people talk about moving to midseason, but that doesn't make sense. Because then somebody gets hurt in that, and then the rest of the season ruined. That team's not going to want that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember years in past, they used to have, like, kind of a skills competition thing a long time ago. I don't know if that's kind of what they did this year. I really didn't see too much of it. Um, I remember the, there was one year they had, like, you know, the quarterbacks throwing the balls and hitting targets and see who can throw the deepest and that stuff. That stuff was kind of fun, but, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what they can really do to make it better. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> A joke now. And I was listening to John Kuhn talk about the Pro Bowl on his show last week. And he said it's a real shame because when he first made the Pro Bowl and he got the call, he cried because he was so proud of it and everything like that. And it just doesn't seem to be a proud thing anymore. Players skipping it. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't go his last time in Green Bay. Of course, he played uh, yesterday, and that was interesting uh, with some of the comments that he made with Aaron about Aaron Rodgers and things like that, but 
it just doesn't have the, the appeal or the um mm. the pride behind it anymore. And I don't know what they can do to fix it. It's almost a, a broken broken product. I, I almost think they should get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Just have basically I mean maybe just get rid of it and just have all pros and the all pro vote and then just expand that team instead of just having one quarterback, one running back, you know, whatever, have like two quarterbacks, two running backs, you know, just have the all pro team type of thing. I kinda liked what the players association started this year. They had their own all pro team where the players voted mm-hmm. on the all pros. And there are some similarities and also some differences between what the players chose and what the AP voters decided on and things like that so i think that's interesting it's just like the pro bowl's been along around for so long it's like almost how do you get rid of it or do you just name guys to it it's just they've kept it around for so long and it's really lost touch with it i wonder if they would even be better off doing it in the off season like after the super bowl oh maybe i mean I guess. Is I mean, that that's, yeah. Like I said, I just don't know what the, what they do to fix it because it's, you know, guys don't want to get hurt, hurt, of course, you know, and you play a full hardcore, you know, game at full speed and stuff. Somebody probably is going to get hurt, and these are pro bowlers, and they don't want to lose out on their money, and you know, possibly miss the next season or something like that. And so, I mean, yeah, maybe after the Super Bowl, and you just have it like a flag football game or something. I don't know. Yeah, but even like Miles Garrett dislocated his toe. I saw that, that, yeah. I saw that morning. So it's like, man, it's football. You know, no matter how you do it, someone's going to get hurt. Basically, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah, Pro Bowl. What a train wreck. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There were some fun things that came out of it, but not fun enough to get me to watch it. And I probably won't watch it next year either. I haven't watched it in I mean, it's such a joke. Derek Carr got in and (laughs) Tyler or Taylor Huntley from Baltimore. Like, come on. Like, it's just it's I don't know. The NFL really made a joke of it themselves. Yeah, for sure. Sure. All right. Let's go on to some Green Bay Packers talk. We got a we got quite an off season ahead of us. We finished eight and nine, not good. Missed the playoffs, and we have a ton of unrestricted free agents. And there's always talk about who to bring back and who not. We're going to talk about some prospects that the Packers can look at in a little bit when we talk about the Reese's Senior Bowl. But let's take a look at some of the players that we have to make a decision on whether to try to re-sign in free agency or let them go elsewhere. So I sent Brian a list of all of the Packers' unrestricted free agents. And we're going to go through it and give three that we absolutely need to have back and three that we should absolutely <laughs> let walk. So, Brian, who yeah. are your three Packers' unrestricted free agents that they need to bring back? Need? <laughs> it, depend, it depends on what they want to do. I mean, <clears throat> I kind of... I don't know. I'm kind of two lines of it because it depends on what they want to do. If they want to go, as uh, as uh, Andy Herman says, rip the bandaid off and, and just rebuild basically, or if they want to try and go all in one more year. Um, it looks like they probably want to try and go in again one another year, um, at least uh, Rogers. Um, if they do, I would 
probably bring back Amos, just because, I mean, who, they had nobody else to safety, basically, and Savage probably is better off playing in the slot. Um, probably Amos, of course, Nixon, you know, because he's, he killed on the kick returns, and plus he can play nickel and dime. Um, and probably the third one's hard, because a lot of the guys aren't really, I guess Jonathan Ford, because he gave death to safety, and he was pretty good on special teams. Uh, the only one I'm going to agree with you on is, is Nixon. I, <laughs> I don't see how they can not bring him back after the season he had at kick returner. He was an all-pro, only returning kicks for half the year. Right. And given the <clears throat> poor history that the Packers have at kick returning on special teams, I think that he needs to be the number one priority in bringing them back or in, in being brought back by right. them. And then I'm going to go on and say that I think they need to bring back uh, Yash Neiman or Yash Nyman because of the depth that he provides at offensive line. I think that I am pretty okay moving on from him as a starter, but as a swing tackle, coming off the bench i think that he provides a lot of value that being said i do think that there will be a number of teams interested in acquiring his services as a starter and the packers may get outbid for for him there. well i mean yash yash is a restricted free agent oh is he well yeah that's why i didn't include him i thought you were talking about just unrestricted guys well i was <laughs> paul brett lied to me yeah <laughs> uh, well, in that case, I will also say that I think they need to bring back Alan Lazard. I know that he's got um, a, a high market value that a lot of people don't want to pay him. And yes, he will get paid that by another team. However, the only wide receivers the Packers have on under contract right now are their three rookies from last year, Bo Melton. And Jeff Cotton. And whether... I, I know a lot of people don't like Alan Lazard, and I don't understand why, because he brings a lot of intangible things to the offense. He is a great blocker. He has the trust of Aaron Rodgers, and, I mean, the trust of Jordan Love, too. I believe it was Lazard who caught Love's first touchdown pass last year in the game he played against the Chiefs. Yeah, so. Even if they can get him back for just a one-year deal, if he wants to try to get that wide receiver one money that he is rumored to want, which by the way is not true, but it, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to say, if you want to say that, yeah, a one-year prove-it deal, I think that they should bring him back. Even if they're going into rebuilding mode, they need a guy like him on the team. And then since Neiman's a restricted free agent, I'm going to go back and also say that they should look to bring back a Chris Barnes at inside linebacker. I really like the depth that he provided that position. I don't think he is a starter over Campbell and Walker, but he played well when he was not a starter. He's, he's actually also restricted. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just going to give up. <laughs> I'm just gonna get. I, I Paul probably wasn't paying attention. Just saying, listen. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. 
All right, so why don't we go on to the three that you should absolutely not bring back. I'm going to start off with this one so that you don't have the entire uh, <laughs> pressure put on you. I am going to disagree with you. I would not bring back Adrian Amos. I didn't think he had a very good year, and it wasn't like he improved as the year went on either. And I think that he'll be a low-cost free agent because of the performance that he had. So I could see them bringing back. But I think that safety is a position that they almost need to just start over with and look at other others on the free agent market. I'm also going to say Tyler Davis. I think that experiment needs to end. I know the Packers do not have any tight ends on their roster aside from Josiah DeGuara and a couple of other guys that have not even played an NFL game yet. But Tyler Davis is not going to be your answer at tight end. He's a fine special teams player sometimes. Other times he's just not. And then the last guy I'm going to say needs to go is Dean Lowry. As Gilbert Brown called him, season salts. He just, he just didn't do anything this year. He had a fine 2021 season. I think a lot of that was getting lucky being in the right spot accidentally at the right time with five sacks. But this year, only half a sack. He wasn't even bringing the pass rush, which was really the only thing, his only saving grace on the team. And he was horrible on the in the run. I mean, the, the Packers defensive line was, was not good. Kenny Clark, obviously, is going to be your anchor there. You have Devontae Wyatt developing, and he played well in the limited snaps that he got. But you need to get better complementary pieces on that line. And Dean Lowry has proven that he is not good enough to be on that line. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree. <clears throat> Actually, Lowry was on my list too, so I agree on Lowry. He just, I mean, he got he locked into this twenty twenty one this last season last year. Um, I thought they should cut. I should have thought they should cut him before that. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring him back for sure. He's, yeah, he's just milk toast. You know, he's just kind of just there. <laughs> um, and actually, I'll disagree with you to an extent on one thing: is Alan Lazard. I wouldn't bring Lazard back just because, like, I don't think he's worth the money he's going to cost, and then or want or whatever, and. Um, you know, uh, Watson kind of provides some of the stuff that he already provides with the physicality of blocking and stuff like that. Um, so I don't, and yeah, so I don't see the need for that. I think if they're going to bring back a vet, they'll probably bring back, bring back uh, Aaron Rodgers' best friend, Randall Cobb, if they bring back a vet. Um, and then um, the guy would probably let go um, probably down and leave it, I guess. I mean, because he didn't do anything other than special teams. I mean, he was okay in special teams, but he wasn't like great. And he's not a guy you really want playing from scrimmage. Um, so, yeah, so I guess it's probably probably leave it. I guess I let him walk. Or leave it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm okay with that one, too. I'm okay <laughs> with that one, too. Didn't really do much. And when he did play safety in the preseason, oh, man. Was it, it was man? bad. So bad. He got burned. I was that's... actually... I was actually surprised that he made the team because of how bad it was. Yeah. So bad. All right. The burning question everyone wants to know is Aaron Rodgers going to play for the Green Bay Packers next year? In your opinion. (laughs) In my opinion. Um, See, I'm still two minds right now. I'm not sure. Um, 
it seems like they're they're kind of wishy-washy on it too um he it seems like he wants to play whether it's in green bay or somewhere else um but it seems like they're kind of not sure what they want to do um but if i had to choose i would say i think i think they'll move on i think they'll trade him i think so too i actually think the packers already know what they're going to do regardless of what Aaron Rodgers' decision is. They're just kind of waiting on what his decision is going to be. To be, Is he going to be back or is he not going to be back? And I do think that it that they're going to move on. I think that the Packers are actually in a position that many NFL franchises wish they were in <laughs> in that they have two quarterbacks that they are very confident in. And, I mean... Love looked really good against the Eagles, and it was limited. The Eagles had no tape on him, so of course we're not gonna expect him to go out and light the league on fire like he did in the second half of the of the Eagles game. But he looked poised. His arm motion looked good. His footwork looked good. He was decisive, which is what you want in, in a young quarterback. And he's gonna make mistakes and everything like that, but. You know, it's better to move on from a player too early than too late. I believe that is that was the old uh, Ron Wolf uh, philosophy. Yeah, and, and Ted Thompson too. You could even see that Ted Thompson did that too, even mm-hmm. with even with Brett Favre and everything. So yeah, we'll what, see what happens. You know, <laughs> last week it was the Jets that everyone was sure that Rodgers was going to. This week it's the Raiders. Can't wait to see what team he's going to next week. Because I'm sure there will be another one. Probably. <clears throat> probably Panthers. Uh, Panthers is probably the next one we'll be hearing. Hey, you know what? Or the Titans. I've been hearing some stuff about the Titans. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some Reese's Senior Bowl. That was the most important football event of the weekend <laughs> with college seniors playing. Well, the week, the whole week, they were practicing, and that is where the NFL scouts were, was watching the practice. I don't think any of the scouts stuck around for the game. Nope. But, hey, were, did you see any names pop up that you were like, yup, knew that guy was going to be gonna be uh, popular, or were there any names that surprised you? There's a, there's a number of ones that I knew were going <clears> to, <throat> were some of my quote-unquote guys, guys that I've been watching film on, the guys that I like. Um Ty J Spears from uh, Tulane has been one of my guys that I've been liking since last year. Um, he flashed a little bit last year um, for Tulane last year. He was sh- kind of sharing carries last year. Um, but this year he took kind of took over as the main guy. Um, and um, so he's really good. He kind of, he, uh, his skill set reminds me a little bit of um, Aaron Jones because um, he can, you can, you can split him out. He can run routes, you know, he can carry the ball. Um, <clears throat> you know, he can pass protect a little bit. He still needs work on it, but um you know, and he's fast, he's quick, he's got good vision. Um, his straight, his, he's probably a little bit faster than Jones, just straight line, you know, 40 speed, probably a little bit faster. Um, you know, but he's got a similar kind of skill set. He can bring the same type of thing to the offense. He's got contact balance. He's a little bit smaller, you know, like like Jones, but he's like, two, he was 205 at the Senior Bowl. Um, he was 205 at the Senior Bowl, and Jones is like 208, so it's not that much of a difference in weight. Um and then uh, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, of course, he flashed because he's. They finally let him play kind of more, or practice, I should say, more in position. He's probably going to be playing in the league when he's playing, going to be playing more like three tech, two tech, four eye, stuff, stuff like that, seven nose tackle. Um, 
And then Andre Yosevash uh, kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, I knew about him. Um, I've been telling people that he's probably going to start getting, start getting Christian Watson comparisons just because of the size, strength, speed, all that type of stuff, small schools, all that type of stuff. Um, so it seems like he's going to start getting that comp. He's already starting to get that comp. He surprised me a little bit, though, with his, his route running was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. His hands were a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. Um, but yeah, and then about break, break Blake Freeland kind of surprised me a little bit because he struggled a little bit more than I thought he was going to um, with his uh, hands and his eyes and stuff like that and his and his um, technique. Um, so he's probably still needs more work um, than people thought, or at least I thought. Um, trying to think of anyone else. Um, no, I think, I think that's about it. The guys that surprised me at least, or the guys I knew were my guys. <laughs> yeah. I really liked Benton, too, in the practices. There was some really good stuff that came out about him, especially from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their scouts loved him. And, of course, the Steelers took former Wisconsin linebacker T.J. Watt, so that would be an interesting thing there for for them to uh, be on the same team. But Benton really turned a lot of heads. And then uh, the other one that I wanted to point out is someone that I – really liked was this uh, Puka Nakua, wide receiver from BYU. I really enjoyed uh, what I saw from him. He is a taller wide receiver, which is something that the Packers need. He's athletic. He's one of those guys that will go up on those 50-50 balls, can run down the sideline. And if they move on from Alan Lazard, that is the kind of wide receiver I think that they're going to be looking for if they do look for one or two in, in the draft. So that was the one that stuck out to me, a name that I will be keeping an eye on for, for the Packers. Um, so my, my last question for you is, will the Packers draft defense again in the first round? And if they do, which Georgia player is it going to be? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it looks like it probably, I mean, if you look at how like the first round looks like, <clears throat> like it's gonna shake out. I mean, probably at fifteen, probably one of the best, the best whoever the best player left is probably gonna be an edge rusher, um, maybe D lineman if if someone slips a little bit, like a Brian Brice from Clemson. Um, if he slips a little bit, possibly him, um, or maybe an offensive tackle because it's a pretty good offensive tackle class. Those are probably the three positions I would look at at fifteen that the Packers would probably target just because of the of the of the depth of those positions in the draft and. And the weakness of some other positions like safety. The safety is pretty pretty weak class. Um, outside of um, and outside of Quentin Johnson, they're probably not probably not another round one wide receiver, especially at least that early. Um, and Quentin Johnson probably be gone before they pick anyway. And of course, as we know, they don't take first round receivers anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say probably an edge rusher. Probably be what they'll they'll take at fifteen. Yeah. Definitely not a tight end that a lot of people are projecting in the mock drafts I'm seeing. No. They are not taking a tight end in the first round. They're just not. No, unless they trade it's down not, first. Not something they do. No, it's not. No. <laughs> well, this has been fun, everyone. I am glad that you tuned in for our first episode. We're going to make this a weekly thing on Mondays because I'm working from home now. Brian's free on Mondays. It's just going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. It's going to be a great, so, great weekly bromance. Weekly, weekly bromance. <laughs> Absolutely.
So if you're looking for us on social, you can find our podcast at Go Dads Go on Twitter. You can follow me at the other Robin 19 on Twitter. Where can they find you, Brian? And me, you can find me at B <clears throat> B Moffy B M A A F I on Twitter. There you go, everyone. So make sure you check us out. Check out all of our stuff. Watch for Brian's draft prospects coming out. If you follow him on Twitter, he posts some great video and things like, hey, check out this guy. <laughs> and great, great stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. <laughs>